happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. That is, of course, if you're happy and you know it. And this is Stacy Julian with episode 141 of Exactly Enough Time. Exactly Enough Time is a podcast about being present. It's about recognizing the time you have to enjoy the people, places, and things important to you. Did you know we can choose to be curious and playful, to live with intention, and to create connection? I am your host, Stacy Julian. I am a life enthusiast and a believer. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. Hello, my podcast friends. <laughs> it is so good to be back with you. Remember about midway through the summer when I promised I was coming back regularly. Clearly, I am still working on my commitment to podcasting and how I can create exactly enough time to be here with you more routinely. But are you happy? When you're happy, you know it, right? So that catchy little tune that teaches you to clap when you feel happy gained popularity towards the end of the 1950s and definitely into the 1960s. I remember singing it frequently at school and a variety of different, you know, activities and day and summer camps. But there are better ways you guys, to understand human emotions and certainly better ways to teach our children how to navigate human emotions, how to recognize them, and how to grow in emotional intelligence so they can be prepared to not only function as they grow into adolescents and young adults, but so that they can learn how to communicate, how to understand and be in relationship with other people. I'm so excited today to have my guest, John Ogden, on the show with me to share our conversation with you. John is one of the founders at Uplift Kids, which is an organization designed to give kids an inner compass. It is resources to help parents explore with their children, young and teens, uh, a more expansive view of spirituality and to help teach them timeless values and skills like emotional intelligence. I know you're going to enjoy my conversation with John Ogden. Hey guys, I am very excited to be sitting down. I just barely made his acquaintance with John Ogden. Hi, John. Hello. (laughs) I want you to just start right off and introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from, maybe a little bit about what you're, what you do. We're going to talk a lot about what you do, but, um, you know, tell us what you had for dinner last night. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so my name is John Ogden and I live in Provo, Utah. I've lived here for quite a while. I grew up in Springville, Utah, so I've stayed in a pretty similar area in my life. And I work at Uplift Kids. Uplift Kids. Yep. Oh, and I had uh, chili and cornbread for dinner. <laughs> chili and cornbread. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. That, that's so cool. I, this is just a side funny note, maybe. Side side story funny note. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a home where we had cornbread for breakfast. Mm, that sounds yummy. Basically every Sunday morning, pretty much every Sunday morning. So when I went to college and they served chili with the cornbread, Okay, just kind of imagine yourself going through the cafeteria line and you see a stack of pancakes and then you see chili and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's just, this is so weird. Why would you serve cornbread with chili? Anyway, we're going to talk about family culture maybe a little bit. And so that's good. Yeah. Okay. So you and I were on an elevator together. We smile. We say hi. And I go, you know, tell me what you do. Not that people talk in elevators anymore. I hope they do. But anyway, give me your 30-second elevator speech. What is Uplift Kids? Sure. So Uplift Kids is a way for families to explore timeless values together. So either in a weekly sit-down lesson or a daily experience. And we pull from the world's wisdom traditions. So Buddhism, Taoism, Stoicism, Christianity, as well as the latest scientific research. So that's what Uplift Kids is. It literally, I've just spent a little time on the website. It looks so awesome. Oh, thanks. Tell me where, why, why this idea? Who, <laughs> who came up with this? Why now? You know, tell me a little bit about maybe your team or the the genesis of this huge project. Sure. So there were a group of four of us, including me, and we all participated in a nine month mindfulness program. It was through a group called Lower Lights. And we met in Oregon over the course of nine months, um, four times, and then we had stuff in between the sessions. And we really liked what we were learning. Uh, Lower Lights also takes this expansive approach to values and um, human development and meditation and mindfulness. And we started talking about how we might be able to translate some of these principles for all ages. And so Uplift grew organically out of that. Yeah, I mean, I think that what that's one of the things that struck me is adults, I think, are becoming more comfortable with and familiar with terms like mindfulness and meditation. And mm-hmm. I've never seen it intentionally applied to children and teens. It looks really unique to me. And I guess as I was reading through, you know, what, what I had access to, um, I was thinking just about sort of the world I grew up in and what I was exposed to. I th- thought about my kids. I don't feel that old. The mirror begs to differ some mornings, <laughs> but I now have children who are raising children and it's a very different world. And I'm not saying it's bad, right? It's just a very <laughs> different world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to know how does that, how did that reality, did that have a role in, in what, in what you've created? And if so, why? And if I'm off, if that's not true, then tell me more about sort of the why too behind it. Yeah, it's absolutely related. So we view that exactly like you said, the world is different. There, It's good in some ways and um, harmful in some ways. You know, we view things like um, the increase in anxiety and depression and mental health issues in kids very seriously. And we think that um, having conversations about values, about emotions, and being present and mindful can really help with those issues that are at 
play for today's kids. We also recognize that kids can sign on online and be exposed to ideas from all over the world. And that can be very healthy in certain instances where kids can see like what another teenager in Kenya might be thinking about or India. Um, And so there's just an exposure to world culture. And so that's where we kind of lean into saying, okay, well, what are some of the beautiful gifts that come from all of these various cultures? And so it's absolutely at, at the core of Uplift Kids is thinking about, well, what do today's kids and teens really need as the world becomes more expansive, but mm-hmm. also as it becomes somewhat at times more disconnected from um, the body, it, it just can become more about screen time. And so we are very attentive to both sides of that issue. Yeah. I really, really like that. And that's actually what I was thinking is just, I grew up in a wonderful home and a great community, but very homogenous. You know, I, Mm. I just wasn't exposed to other cultures. I grew up outside Seattle. So I remember going downtown Seattle a number of times, you know, to like a pike, you know, pike market. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would see people that looked different. They were Mm -hmm. dressed different, you know, (laughs) and I had great parents who like explained, you know, kind of to me, but I, that's what I think is so beautiful about where, what our kids are exposed to is just, it is a global community. And I don't, I, again, I don't know much about Uplift Kids yet. I'm excited to learn, but that's what I kind of see you guys doing is saying, Hey, you know, these other wisdom traditions um, are all a part of spirituality. And maybe, you know, you keep using the word expansive. So anyway, I just really like it. I like it because I think there's truth in all of it. Um, and how wise that is to just be able to talk to your children and teenagers about about that so that we approach each other with a whole lot of grace and understanding and curiosity. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Okay, so I was poking around your website and I, I read things like, I mean, you've got these, you've got a whole list of awesome values. You've got foundations, you've got, you know, principles. It's just very grounded in, in good stuff. I read things like we help kids find their inner compass. Um, we integrate the best of modern science and ancient wisdom. We value lineage. That's the one that I was like, yeah. <laughs> I totally love just stories and particularly family stories. Um, it all feels very personal, kind of adaptable, flexible, and at the same time, very profound. So I guess the the question that that really for me is, is where does this fit? Because we're talking, John, we're talking, and I'm sure you know this. I don't, you actually didn't say if you had children or not, but life is busy. Children are busy. Parents are busy. How does this fit in in a modern home? How does this happen, this teaching? Yeah. It's the biggest thing that we wrestle with at Uplift Kids. And I do have two kids of my own, um, two boys, and it, it, life is just really busy. And so we find that it's the very best fit for families who are already having conversations about values because we end up saving these families time. So if they already have like a weekly sit down experience or if they just have a daily um, conversation before bedtime, we give them the materials that right at hand. So it ends up being less friction for them. Uh, it is a little harder for families that don't have any kind of 
this behavior because it means that they do need to fit one more thing into their daily lives or their weekly lives. And so that is a bit tricky and we aren't uh, fit necessarily for every family. And we recognize that. Huh. Um, but it can fit in really nicely to a homeschool curriculum. It can also fit in really nicely for somebody who wants to, who wants to start, but has felt that it's too daunting to research all the materials themselves. Yeah. And so somebody who wants to do a 20 minute weekly experience as a family followed by like a game and a treat, um, this can yeah. really help them just take that first step. It can be as simple as looking at some of our curated videos, the videos that we link to and turning one of them on and saying to a kid, you know, what did you think about that? And then using the rest of our materials to kind of spark a conversation and go from there. But you're yeah. right to point to the fact that life is busy. That's the thing that we hear the most from our um, members as well is, you know, I'm so busy. What can we do? And that was one of the reasons that we did switch to like a daily experience. It's very short. Um, wow. We have a bunch of options to help people fit it into their schedules. Okay. Well, and that's maybe that's where I want to go next is um, you have a lessons page <clears throat> Or, or at least, you know, I, I was starting to learn about lessons and you mentioned in an email, a lesson on emotional intelligence. So just maybe let's take that topic because that is such an important topic. Um, explain it a little bit. Like let, what, what, what would a lesson look like on emotional intelligence? What, what kind of resources would I have as a parent? Mm -hmm. So we do have curated videos, you know, we'll link to videos and that can be an engaging way to get the attention of kids. Yeah. We find that we hear from a lot of families that they really love the videos that we curate and that they'll say that really helped start the conversation. And then like in the emotions lessons, we created an original emotions chart. My spouse does the illustrations and it shows a variety of emotions that kids might feel, including boredom, um, joy, jealousy, gratitude, mm -hmm. awe. And we've outlined, we've put them on this chart in a way that kids can see pleasant feeling emotions and the unpleasant feeling emotions, mm -hmm. and then be able to acknowledge that all of these emotions are fine to feel. We're mm -hmm. going to feel all of them, even unpleasant emotions in our lives. Mm -hmm. But if we can name those emotions, yeah, then we can take the step to start to express them in a really healthy way so that... Yeah say, for instance, anger doesn't spiral into hitting your um, brothers or sisters, yeah. but instead you're able to j recognize, oh, I'm feeling angry and I should probably eat lunch <laughs> or I should probably take a break. And yeah. so that's what emotional regulation looks like in practice. Yeah, that's hilarious. Well, it's not hilarious. It's awesome. <laughs> it's funny to me because I actually... Um, looked at that emotion chart. First of all, your wife is crazy talented because it's the cutest emotion chart I've ever seen. Oh, and thanks. I, I, I love learning about this kind of stuff, positive psychology. And I've just seen lots of different, you know, ways to um, visually communicate emotions. And this is really easy to read. And, hmm. and um, the other thing that just made me laugh is when my, you know, when I married my husband, my mother wisely counseled him and just said, as long as she has had some food and sleep, She's an incredibly pleasant human. <laughs> a little bit of warning there. Same but anyway, all of us. <laughs> I just thought I would use that chart, right? I would use that to point to it and and how how I would have loved to have that as a young mom 
with little kids because I think I would have pointed it and said, this is mom right now. I'm going to go in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. I'll be back in 10, you know, and sort of um, so that I could almost teach them as they, you know, as we experience together, just the range of emotions, which are all good because you aren't going to fully understand and appreciate your positive emotions unless you can feel and, you know, express or understand, you know, the opposite of those Mm -hmm. is what I think. Um, I really liked, you had a really great, um, what's it called? Acronym, the word feel, F-E-E-L, to help, I'm assuming, teach this lesson or communicate these ideas. Do you want to just walk me through that? Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, feel, F-E-E-L, and the first one is find, find the emotion, and then E, engage with the emotion. That means once you've named it, can you see how it feels in the body? Say, yeah. oh, I, I'm i feeling something in my body. I feel really tense. Oh, it's anger. Anger, I feel like a, maybe a tightness in my throat or maybe a, um, a tightness in my chest. Yeah. And then you can say, okay, that's what I'm feeling. And then e, the next E is express, express the emotion in a healthy way. Like yeah. I said, um, maybe I'm going to eat lunch. And then you can love the emotion. Yeah. Uh, in the case of anger, you can say, "I'm thankful for. I'm thankful to the feeling of anger because it helps me know what I want. So that's uh-huh. why anger is really important because it can clarify what we want in life. Uh-huh. If you can express it healthy, then anger isn't necessarily detrimental. It's just an indicator. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, there's something in my life that I either don't want or I want, and so I'm feeling this. I mean, it helps them sort of parse out, you know, like maybe they see something even like on the playground or, you know, they feel angry about and then they they can maybe, I don't know. I don't know when the brain, I mean, the brain obviously develops, but I just love that you're giving children and and teenagers, I kind of keep leaving teenagers out. Do you know much about, like, talk to me a little bit about how these lessons might look different for older children or families where you've got some olders and some littles. Yeah. Every lesson has a section for teens, a section for kids and a section for littles because we found that most families have a range of ages. And so you're exactly right to point to maybe somebody's being bullied on the playground. And so I might feel anger and reaction to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for a teen, maybe you see somebody being uh, less than kind on like a social media platform. Right. And so you might in, you might talk to your teen about what how they felt in that instance and rather than immediately retaliate and maybe regret what you said or right. how you responded to say, okay, can you feel the emotion, recognize that it's anger and then act in a wise way, you know, maybe pull the person aside and say, hey, that was really uncalled for. So you still speak your mind, uh, but you don't do it from a place uh, that's a knee-jerk reaction. Right. So yeah, every every age has to approach the topic in a slightly different way. And so we're attuned to that. Yeah. So, and I didn't ask, I didn't tell you that I was going to ask you this, but I'm just curious, can you um, maybe share, what is some of the feedback that um, that you've gotten from families who are actually doing this? I'm not homeschooling this year, but I've done that in the past. And I can imagine that this, you mentioned that, but I can imagine that this would be such helpful curriculum. I mean, again, just, I don't even know, John, as a mom, the younger version of myself, if I would have even known how to have these conversations. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, 
there's these these are values and principles that the kids need and they need them more than ever. I don't know that I would even even known how to to start. So I'm just mm-hmm. curious, like what is some feedback that you've gotten from people who are actually, you know, using Uplift Kids as a resource? Yeah, it's been interesting. We have heard from homeschool parents that this has been good to plug into their curriculum as a way to have an ongoing conversation about values. We've also heard that it has really resonated with families who are mixed faith, uh, which, you know, they'll have different beliefs in the family, but they can still say, you know, we really still want to talk about kindness yeah. Or we really still want to talk about uh, compassion. And so it's a way to kind of keep conversations going that might have reached a dead end because mm. uh, that might have resulted in before uplift, like every time it was like an argument about belief. Mm. And so that's been surprising to us to hear from families who say that it's been really helpful in that way. But we've also heard from families who still are both parents are uh, fully committed to whatever religion they're committed to, and yet they just wanted something that was a little bit more expansive than what they had been going with. And so it's like a complementary curriculum to kind of broaden the horizons of their kids. Yeah. So those are a few of the specifics that we've heard back from parents. Yeah, I like that. I really like that because, I mean... <clears throat> I've read I've read a, a number of articles recently, right, where just religiosity in our country and in our world is at you know it's declining, mm-hmm. and so it doesn't always mean <laughs> you know, but but there is and civility. I've read articles about just how civility is so down. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I don't even know how to say it, but where where there used to be, like you said, more you know religious people actually actively engaged in a faith tradition, and that's not happening anymore. This can sort of be that soft place to land in terms of, yeah, having conversations about the values that religion should, we hope, teaches. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. So you, I hope what I'm saying is, is um, yeah, kind of what you're after, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, we hope that, well, maybe I should phrase it this way. Everything that we, that we whenever we talk about a tradition, uh-huh. we always only talk about the gifts of that tradition. Because okay. we hope to have honor and respect for a variety of approaches to values and spirituality, because mm-hmm. we hope that somebody can feel at home in their tradition, whatever it might be. Yeah. So it's not replacing a church necessarily, but it is providing that sort of more outside of that. Just uh, And again, I just love the fact that you're touching on all these different different traditions from different cultures across the globe. And I think that that's just a super healthy thing to do. So thanks. Okay. Awesome. So I'm going to put all the links that I found in the show notes so that people can find you, but in your perfect world, what do you want someone to do at the end of this episode? (laughs) And they're like, that kind of sounds cool. They're on a walk. They're making something, they're folding laundry, they're driving home. What do you want them to do when they're done listening to us? Yeah. um, People who are interested can go and submit their email for a free sample lesson. The lesson is on lineage, family history, and they can get a sense for what the lessons look like. And those who want to can also sign up for a free two-week trial. We really want um, it to be a good fit before somebody 
subscribes. And so we make sure that people get a chance to fully check it out and see if it's a good fit or not. If it's not a good fit, we understand, like I said, we're not trying to appeal to everyone. But for those who are looking for something like this, it could be a good fit. And so you can check it out in a way where you don't have to pay anything um, or have any commitment. I love it. Is there anything else that you want to add? I'm going to ask you a couple questions that I ask all of my guests, but anything that we didn't touch on that you're like, oh, I want to make sure that they know this. No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I just appreciate good people like you, John, doing good things in this world. That's I'm oh, really, really impressed with everything that I've seen. And I'm super happy to have you on and to, to hopefully give you a little bit more exposure. So that makes me excited. Thank you so um, much. Okay, I have a couple questions. The first one, you don't you put, don't know this about me, but I teach uh, story, you know, storytelling and memory mm-hmm. keeping, and um, <clears throat> I love just this idea of people and places and things, kind of how we engage with life. So I want you to just tell me about a person, a place, or a thing that maybe just right now is on your mind, or that you're working on, or thinking about, or interested in. What's going on? Something that maybe we haven't talked about that's outside of, you know, Uplift Kids. It's interesting that I, I, I'm spending so much time in Uplift Kids that that's all that's coming to mind right now. Maybe I'll, I'll think about it, but I'll, maybe I'll answer with a answer that relates to Uplift Kids first. Okay. Um, but each week in 2023, we've been really highlighting a different gift from a different wisdom tradition. Oh. And last week we uh, explored the Mesoamerican wisdom. Ooh. And I was really touched by the beauty I have the many ideas there. And one in particular was this, um, the Aztec people or the Nahua people um, really celebrating complementary opposites. So they talk huh. about like masculine and feminine and hot and cold and wet seasons and dry seasons and life and death. And yeah. just like celebrating um, how the these dualities work together to make life um, exciting and fruitful. And it's kind of a a celebration of how these polarities work together. And I just found it really touching as I read about these um, beliefs. Wow. See, that's such a cool idea. I'm so glad you shared that. Just every week you've talked about a gift from one of these other traditions. And that's so true. And maybe in a super, what feels to me often like a super polarized world, maybe that's a really important message. What do you think? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> the contraries are not a bad thing, but but that we can come together and, you know, with some love and respect and and see our way through. Yes. So, that's awesome. That's awesome. And my final question, John, is I want you to fill in the blank. I, John Ogden, have exactly enough time for. So my podcast, you know, is just I just love mm-hmm. this concept of time and we're, we're so quick to say I'm busy and I don't have time, but we all make time for the things that matter most to us. So what is it in your life right now that you have exactly enough time for? I feel like I have exactly enough time to start a conversation with my kids Mm. and see where it goes. And if the momentum's not there in that, in a particular time, that's okay. You know, I don't have to force a conversation, but I do have enough time to at least open a conversation about a variety of topics with my kids And it, you know, small conversations over time really lead to a deepening of love. For sure. Well, and just as you're answering that question, it made me think if, if you're a parent and you have access to uplift kids, this kind of quality curriculum, 
like you said, sometimes we don't have conversations when we think we're going to have conversations. My experience with kids is that, you know, <laughs> I'd be ready all the time. And, you know, when that opportunity comes up, either you're in the car or with teens, for me, it was often late at night, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hey, mom, you know, I just want to ask you, you know, and to have access to this or to have read it yourself or to just feel prepared to have meaningful conversations or direct organic conversations, you know, um, towards something meaningful about values, you know, and helping them make decisions that they'll be pleased with. It'll bless their life. You know, I think that's mm. super powerful. So maybe it's more for us, John, and then we yeah. can be ready to have the conversations and do the, do the teachings. I would so. agree with that. Well, again, I just appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing, what you're creating and, and sharing with the world. And I'm super excited to, to help you promote it. So thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. If you are feeling exceptionally happy right now, such that you would like to clap your hands, <laughs> I say go for it. That's because there are John Ogdens in the world. And there are resources like Uplift Kids for parents and for grandparents so that we can play an active role in helping our little ones, right, become better. Uh, better human beings, help them thrive in the world that we live in. I'm so thankful that John came on the show. I have put links in the show notes. You can go directly to upliftkids.org. You can follow Uplift on Facebook and Instagram. Get, your sign, get yourself signed up for a free two-week trial and see if what they have put together um, is, is a fit for you. All right, now listen, I received an amazing SpeakPipe message recently, and I'm excited to share it with you because it meant so much when I listened to it. It really speaks to the power that, that we all have, that one person has when they take the time to express gratitude to someone else. Hi, Stacy. This is Heather Rich from Idaho Falls, Idaho. About three weeks ago, I was working on a project and just needed some company to, to help me get through it. So I started binge listening to your podcast from episode one and just finished episode 140 today. I'm so grateful for all the information and especially the inspiration I received from doing this binge listening to you. You not only have a great content and a great message, but you exude positivity and you live your mission. You're genuinely interested. You love to learn. You practice your prioritizations effectively. And most importantly, you're a disciple of what you believe. So what next? I'm going to go back to podcast number one with my Becky Higgins notebook and my pilot pen and start taking notes and get inspired by the things which I've learned. There are so many great ideas, but I will follow your lead in listening to my conscience and determining what ideas will be best for my life. I just wanted to thank you for being a friend, even though we only met once at your 12-12-12 excursion in Hawaii a few years ago. Man, it's been a long time. Um, thanks again for all that you do to inspire not only me, but the rest of the world. Thanks, Stacy. Heather, I need you to understand that you are probably the reason that I am going to prioritize this podcast moving forward. I'm going to try again to come back and to be here regularly on a weekly basis. And I just appreciate truly you taking the time to share that with me. We had you guys an amazing experience in 2012 on the 12th day of December 
in Hawaii. It really was um, an event to remember. And I remember that Heather was there. So anyway, Heather, love you. Thank you so much for leaving me this message. I will be back next week with another episode of Exactly Enough.